TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pearcey with you for the 447th time, we think, here with the number one wellness expert in Australia. He is the king of curly conversations. I speak of (laughs) no other but Dr. Damien Christophe. How are you, brother? Hello, brother. What a great weekend we've just witnessed, and uh, I know that we're timestamping this, but I don't really care. No. Um, this will go in the vault. This will go in the time capsule. This is one of those moments that we should celebrate. Congratulations to the Melbourne Demons. Uh, the Ds, uh, what a great effort. That was one of the great grand finals, I have to say, and my team, the Richmond Tigers, have won some almighty grand finals in the last couple of years, but that one, that one, Piercy will be in my memory and in my heart forever because it was a great, great day and it was great. It's great to see your flag flying again, so congratulations. Oh, you're a good man, Damo. Thanks for the love and for all the listeners and some people don't like sport but they do like happy stories and there's been yep. a lot of heaviness over the last 18 months and I think Oof. society was just yearning for yearning. a good news story and there's nothing yep. like exercising 57 years of demons and banishing right. a Norm Smith curse that had lasted the test of time. Uh, we're a happy team at Melbourne, that's for sure. Pete says it's boring. Oh, get off. Yeah, I know. That's why I mean a lot of people don't like it. So that's why we are going to go right. to something a little bit more controversial than football, and that is a question from Pete Lennon. He probably just wants his question answered, which is why I'm saying the football's boring. Uh, because we've had a question from Pete, and we're both a little bit excited to talk about this demo because I think we feel it a lot um, in the so-called wellness industry. I'm going to get straight into the question because we both want to talk about the answer. Question from loyal listener, Pete Lennon. Gentlemen, I have a question I think would be good to explore. Given that healthy people have better outcomes than those who are chronically sick against COVID, have us involved in the wellness industry squandered an incredible opportunity to influence a greater population by being caught up in all sorts of conspiracy narratives? This is a general question, not aimed at individuals and certainly not you guys. I mean, pow, wow, get the bow and arrow out. This is one for the curly questions. Yeah, it's a curly one, Pete, but uh, you are right. But I I think one of the things that we need to remember is that this isn't necessarily um, a wellness industry thing. Like one thing that we've got to be mindful of and remember that we should always be doing is trying to make ourselves as healthy as we can be so that the rest of our life can be the best of our life, right? So this is very, this is very, very important. Regardless of the narrative um, of, of the time and of the situation and what's happening in the world at the moment, the thing about wellness is that it's meant to be um, – it's an individual's expression of – their experience in the world that helps them live a better life. That's really what it is. It's not like it's a profession. Um, so there's no wellness profession. Um, and I know I call myself a wellness professional um, in terms of my tagline, but that's because I'm a chiropractor and a naturopath. So inside of wellness, there's there's professionals that have gone on to study and then you know they're in that sort of space. And if we're 
you know, to be honest with it, there's so many different types of ways in which you can measure health. You know, like mm-hmm. if I bumped into a vegan who's involved in the wellness industry um, and she found out or he found out that I ate honey, um, then there's no Bum-bum. way on the planet <laughs> that I could be seen to be healthy. Likewise, as a hardcore carnivore, if I was doing the caveman diet, for example, if I bumped into a vegan, there's no way on the planet I would ever think that they could be healthy, and but they would think that they're really healthy. Then, if from an omnivore, and they would perspective, both be in the wellness industry. That's the thing. Both in the wellness industry, yep. and they can't. There's no. They're never meeting. The vegans never meeting, are they? <laughs> they're never. <laughs> oh, I just together. got it. Great no, dad joke. That was so joke. good. Bad joke. So they're never ever going to get, you know, that's not going, they're going to meet. So, um, and then as an omnivore, I'm an omnivore. Um, I'll eat some animal product and I'll eat lots of vegetables. Um, I'll even have some lemon tart if my mum gives me some. And so I, you know, I love all that sort of stuff. And I'm much more relaxed around my diet. But then I would think, you know, what are the other things that I do to be healthy? So, um, am I exercising, drinking water? Do I take some vitamins from time to time? Am I buying organic food? Like all these sorts of things are the considerations. And I score myself as healthy in that regard. Could people be healthier than me? Possibly and and most likely. Definitely there's more people out there that are fitter than me. Um, There's others that are way worse than me, but we don't necessarily know what is healthy. All that we know about doing better from COVID is that If we're healthier, we're less toxic, we're eating better food, we don't have chronic disease, if if that's if we're in that space, if we're in that level of health, then we we're more likely to do better from um, the avoidance of long COVID complications. Um that's what we know. Now coming and I'll come back I'll come back to you in a second, PC, with um with the idea of getting embroiled in conspiracy theories, I don't know if that's only confined to the wellness space. Um, I think there's uh, people in all kinds of industries and different um, environments that might have, you know, uh, been drawn into conversations and fear-mongering um, and rhetoric, uh, regardless of, you know, which camp you're on. So whether it's the um, – the I, I understand the COVID – thing or I don't understand the COVID thing, whatever it is, or people have been drawn into a narrative and the longer this goes on, the more the people bunker down and knuckle down into their belief system. And and that in itself I think is actually unhealthy um, because people start to fight for what it is that they believe in. And really, this isn't meant to be a religion. This is just meant to be something that's happening. So um, anyway, what say you, great man, PC? I think you're, I think what I think your, your, your comments about just the width of well, the wellness is not as simple as the wellness industry has very much been pigeonholed into um, health foods and F45 and CrossFit and a few lines of practitioners. Um, yeah, but you know, you and I have even been having conversations. I don't know if it's on air or off air, but let's just let's just have a quick conversation here. I'll, I'll have a conversation with myself if no one cares to have it, and that is about the big V. There are some people whose wellness is actually improved. People are going to hate me for saying this. For having the big V because their mental health and their social health feel so much more at ease uh, rather than the challenges they they felt when they weren't having it. Um, 
Yep. We, I'm just put, put myself out there and say I'm pro-choice. I'm so selfish. I don't care however you live your life. I don't care what you eat. I don't care what job you want to have. I don't care what car you want to drive. I just want you to do you um, and I just want to do me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not something I lose sleep over at night, how everyone is living their lives. That's just me. But mm-hmm. I feel like wellness has that same level of width as a definition. If we... Talk about the wellness industry. If you if you Google it, you're gonna you're gonna talk about you're gonna get caught into health health channels or pharmacy channels. You know because you can go into chemist warehouse and buy protein powder, um, yeah. but you can also go there and get some hard pharmaceutical drugs. So what we're really saying, well, what I'm saying is, is that wealth is a tapestry with millions of threads in it. You can have the greatest diet, but have the sickest family life. You can be the best exerciser but have no friends. You can have financial wellness but have career sickness. Um, Wellness is something that is so wide um, that has a maturity and a wisdom that none of us can ever know really until I think we're really old and grey and we've lived our lives and made our mistakes and got some perspective. I was even just talking to Sarah about a a 30-year-old versus a 40-year-old. Like I I listen to 30-year-olds who are... Uh, who are so determined to carve out a career. And Damo, you and I have had these conversations where you've guided me because you're a cycle of seven years older than I am. Like we're at different phases of life. We always will be. And I learned so much from that. Um, And I would say like when you and I met, I was a vegan that thought that wellness was vegan and vegan was wellness and everything else was not failure, but everything else was unconscious behavior because there was only one way to be well. I probably thought it was two-pronged attack. See a chiropractor, eat vegan. You know, and maybe do some aerobic exercise, you know, anaerobic was overweighted. Yeah, and drink water. So I think as we get older, coconut oil, shave with avocado, you know, all of that. Um, (laughs) As we get older, I think, and we have life experiences and the rest, I think our definition if we're listening to the world i think our definition of wellness broadens um because we recognize that life isn't as simple as what you eat and drink and how you move and and so on yes yeah true true um i agree with all of that i agree with all of that and i think it's also really important and you said something before that i kind of made me feel like we needed to call this out again um but i'll go back to uh, what I will say is that we've got to be careful in our space that we don't judge because – and you said I'm pro-choice. And in that in that clarification of being pro-choice, that means that you're pro-decision. So when you decide, when someone decides um, and they, they decide to do whatever it is that they're going to do, if you're pro-choice, then you're okay with everybody else's decision. And I think that's also really important because if you are pro-choice, that doesn't mean that you're pissed off because someone made a decision that's different to yours. That's not pro-choice. That's mm. pro your agenda. Yeah. Um, you've got to be um, open to whatever decision somebody makes and be totally fine with that, both sides, both sides. See, I, I, uh, I caught up with someone recently and they said, I'm okay with whatever people choose and I'm not going to apply any pressure but <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Uh-huh. there comes a time, this person said, there comes a time when you've got to do what's right for society. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting that you could be okay with everything, but like it just kind of doesn't, I don't think that's real. And so then we had to have a conversation about that and that's a perspective, right? So if you're, uh, if, if you are pro-choice, then you're pro-decision um, and you're okay with everyone's decision. Otherwise, you're not pro-choice. Mm. And so I think that's a really important thing to consider and to keep in mind. And that goes back to our judgy you know, yeah. podcast that we did, couple, was that last week or the, two weeks ago, Judgy, Judgy, Judgy? Judgy, Judgy, it was a great chat whenever it um, was. That was a great chat and, you know, thank you so much, uh, Pete, for getting me to, to talk about that and to have me thinking um, about that particular topic because I think that was a really good one. Um, but going back to Pete Lennon's question, um, he says, have we missed an opportunity? And I don't think we've missed an opportunity. In fact, uh, there's a lot of people that are making better decisions. I'm having more people ask me, what can I do to help my body be better? Um, this isn't a time for marketing. You know, this is, uh, we're in the middle of a crisis within the world. Some people might call it a pandemic. I'm calling it a crisis. Um, because there's other things that are attached to the pandemic of the virus, um, such as pandemic of mental health um, issues or a pandemic of loneliness or a pandemic of obesity or a pandemic of cholesterol Netflix issues or whatever it's going to be. You know, so exactly. So um, there's there's so much that goes with it. We're in a crisis. This is a world crisis. And so when we consider, um, you know, where we're at, this isn't a time for marketing and the – People will follow those who lead, and so it's really important for us to be, you know, aware that if if our behaviours are visible, um, people will either be attracted to those behaviours or they won't be attracted to those behaviours, and they'll they'll look for someone else who is more attractive um, to follow their behaviours. So it's not a marketing exercise right now, and it's I don't think we've missed an opportunity. I think that if we stay strong. Um, and we maintain vigilance around what it is that we do to stay healthy, then we position ourselves better for the future. And just on the conspiracy narratives and, and the rest, I just think it's important, and I've said this to so many people over the years, is that without sickness, there is no, for want of a better term, wellness industry. Just to, it's not the right. Without sickness, there is no wellness. Uh, without poverty, there is no wealth. Without hate, there is no love and all the rest of it. So Martini has said with us or in other interviews, he calls COVID St. COVID, like, which is a great trigger for people that feel like it is just all doom and gloom. I love Damo's redefinition of a crisis because really uh, what do a lot of great leaders say? Never waste a good crisis. Um, there are some really big... Um, opportunities for growth on an individual level and I think those individual opportunities are around compassion, are around acceptance of everyone and I honestly mean that. Like people that do the opposite behavior to you in your life um, are still worthy of our of our love and acceptance and if we can do that, like personally I feel like life is a lot easier to live when yeah. we can accept people for the most wildly different behavior to ours. We've spoken yep. about this many times before, interviewing Holocaust survivors that forgive their perpetrators. I mean, they were acting in the most wildly opposite ways to themselves and they still found ways to forgive. Um, and I think there are times when we feel like we want to kill certain people and that we hate certain <laughs> people and, and, you know, and, and then if we go down the conspiracy Only one path... Person. Yeah. <laughs> if we go down the conspiracy path that, like, People are against us and there's an agenda and all of the rest of it. But um, personally, I'll just say this. I don't, I don't believe there's a massive 
I don't believe six leaders that are as narcissistic as six leaders could be could sit around a table and all come to agreement together. I just don't think it can happen that way. I'm happy mm. for people to disagree with me, and that's what I love about society. We all have different views. Having these conspiracy narratives are great dinner party conversations for about 15 minutes. Um, Not even that long. Yeah, maybe seven and a half. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Maybe a minute. Maybe a minute. Um, but that's what makes society great. We've said it before. It's called diversity. Yes. Uh, let's use sport. And there are 18 yes. teams in the AFL. If everyone barracked for one team, the competition yeah. couldn't exist. There are right. 18 diverging views on who the best team is. That's called yeah. diversity. Um, you, we, I think we need 20. Yeah. Well, they're talking about 19th. We need to embrace it. We need to embrace it. And I think that's yeah. that, for me, allows this. And even the conspiracy theorists, like I embrace them too. I'll give them my ear, but I won't. If it's not inclined to be for me, I definitely don't feel compelled to go down the rabbit hole every night till four in the morning and then get up the next day and do it again. That's just not me, but I'm happy for yeah. it to be someone else. Well, can I just say that the further down the rabbit hole you go, now there is a great movie called um, What the Bleep, and then the sequel to that is uh, How Far Down the Rabbit Hole. I don't hole? think I ever saw the sequel. Yeah, I think it's called How Far Down the Rabbit Hole. Um, and, and so... That is a great reminder of the power of your mind. So what the bleep, how far down the rabbit hole, the secret, that whole tri- tr- treacle, what are they called? Uh, uh, three. A three-part series. Three? Three <laughs> a three-part series. What is that? Trilogy. 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 Thank you. Thank you. The thank trilogy. You. Thank you. Yes. That trilogy. Um, reminds you of the power of the mind, the power of the brain. Now, as I said before, um, the the longer this goes on for, the longer and the more uh, dug in you'll become with regards to the narrative mm. of the information that you choose to absorb and digest. Now, if you um, have decided on a particular narrative, uh, which re- has meant that you're watching lots of um, – clips and um, and information on the internet um, and you may be reading lots of different research articles and all of those sorts of things. Uh, if, if that's leading you in a particular way but it's stressing you out to the point that you're getting angry, it's actually causing you ill health. You're actually becoming unhealthy by being so stressed out about it. Uh, and, and that emotional stress, that emotional um, barrage and that emotional trauma that you're creating on your body is um, is is enormous. And so when we talk about subluxation from a chiropractic perspective, we talk about uh, what are the causes of subluxation and a, a massive cause of subluxation is emotion. Um, and if you continue to be emotional about it, then you are moving down an unhealthy pathway. Mm-hmm. Now, a really interesting thing here uh, that's just come through as a message, and I, I think we should actually bring this up, and I'm pretty sure, obviously, Pete is happy to talk about this, given that um, he's posted it onto Facebook. He goes, ah, the irony. In other words, the irony is that we're answering his question about wellness just got out of the GP, elevated blood pressure, have been asked to make lifestyle changes. Otherwise, dot, 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 boom, medication, boom, medication, boom. medication. I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing. So then I'd go back to the, the point that I was just making only moments ago, and that is the anxiety and the stress attached to the narrative of what's going on at the moment, whichever narrative you choose. 
if you allow that to create and perpetuate and manifest stress in your body that alters your sleep or the quality of your sleep or your energy through the day or your uh, equilibrium, your homeostasis, if, if this is all being derailed, upset, railroaded, whatever, whatever you want to say, then maybe you need to take a bit of a check-in and just go, maybe I, I'm getting unhealthy as a result of yeah. of, oh. of chasing this narrative. And, and you could be causing your blood pressure to rise. And what if we just consumed the narrative of our friends and family and we consumed that narrative and had those conversations rather than the narrative of Facebook or Instagram or Channel 9 or so-called independent ABC, which is anything but, we can't continue to think that being informed um, is is a a sign of wellness because if you ask anyone that's informed at the moment, they are emotional about what they're informed about. And as Damo just said, it's called cortisol, folks. Stress (laughs) is going to – and that that hyper-informed ticker of the same news that's being fed day in, day out, day in, day out, if that is making you cranky, or if that is making you despondent about the world or the rest of it, then it's just got to be cut because you get down to wellness. Yeah. There's no feelings of wellness uh, when that consumption begins to feel draining. Um, and I think that's why we say, you know, Damo and I probably don't talk often enough. I, I know I could do a lot better at calling you more often, Damo, and letting you be my news uh, rather than other, you know, like let friends be your news. Don't let the news be your news is what I'm trying to say. That's even dangerous, you know, because birds of a feather will flock together. So you'll still seek those people that share your views. I think what's important is to absorb the news and not react to it. I think that's that's um, the thing. I because think that's a 2.0. That, that is so much easier said than done for a lot of people. That's why I don't tend to – Yeah, go, but – That's an art. But let's – it is an art uh, and a 2.0 is correct. However – News 2.0 is the um, consumption of information without reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the consumption of information without reaction uh, will determine uh, your physiological uh, response and disease manifestation. So you want to be super careful of that because um, as you become subluxated in your thought, you become subluxated in your body um, and subluxation will create dis-ease. Um, and disease within the body over a long period of time um, will lead to ill health, and and that's not what we want. So we want to stay away from that. So try to avoid subluxation in your life is what I would say. This has been an engrossing conversation. Uh, hope everyone that has watched and listened to it has enjoyed it. Uh, we could always make a lot of these chats a double or a triple episode demo. Uh, there's a few the curly question, conversations in there that we haven't quite, well, I feel like, we haven't closed the loop on because I've still got some thoughts in there, but I'll have to sit on them for another week or two. We've got a, a, a litany of questions coming in from our community. If you are yet to submit your question, yes. all you have to do is email marcus at marcuspierce.com.au or yep. Yep. Facebook or Instagram message us at 100notout on Facebook or at 100.notout on Insta. And yep. if you're lucky or if your question <laughs> Um, prods us into a conversation. Yes. We will dedicate yep. uh, maybe a whole, maybe a half, maybe a quarter, depending on the question, yes. uh, to an yep. episode of 100 Not Out. 
Um, just quickly, yes. shout out to Marlena, that. who is a who is a, a neighbor, a friend, who I bumped into. Well, I didn't bump into her because you can't bump into people these days. I saw Marlena Social at the market person. on yes. Tuesday morning, and she said, "Marcus, listening to your podcast, love it." And I was like, "Marlena, that is so kind of you." She started at episode four hundred and forty-four. And is working her way backwards. When she's 250, she might get back to episode zero or one. <laughs> See how many episodes we've done now. But a lot. Grateful a lot. to have people discovering us for the first time, Damo. Yeah. Uh, had another friend, another another neighbor, Yannick, who started at the coffee, wine, and chocolate conversation. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Whilst we we're having a beer together the other night, which wasn't in the episode, we were having a beer together talking about coffee, wine, and chocolate. He thoroughly loved that episode. So whether you have been with us for years or you are a new listener of the podcast, welcome to the 100 Not Out community. We love having you here. Share this podcast with a friend. And when you do, tell them about Dr. Damien Christoph, damienchristoph.com and vitalifestyles.com, Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham. 22S Abbott Street, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, and for myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Until next week, folks, thanks again for listening and may the rest of your life be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.